This is the Abundant in Love podcast, helping you discover or reconnect intimacy and sexuality in your life and relationships. This isn't about sex or being sexy. It's about building connection and providing you with the insight needed to restore trust and love in yourself. You got to believe you deserve it. Then you just got to ask for it. Now, please welcome your host, Barbara Bartosh. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to another episode. So this is an exciting one. It's the sixth one. And last week on Tuesday, we did the launch and I went ahead and released five episodes. So it's been super exciting getting your feedback and your encouragement and your suggestions. And I thank you so much for that. And if you want to support me, this is very much a grassroots effort. So if you will like and comment on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. Anyhow, it is exciting to know that what I've been thinking about, what I've been wanting to learn about and talk about, that other people are interested to, that other people have had these same questions. And I think more surprisingly is how many people are willing to speak with me about it. Um, Some of this is pretty vulnerable stuff, And they're willing to sit down with me and tell me what their ideas of it are. And some of those episodes you haven't heard yet and they're coming to you. But even the teenage um, episode last um, week, the fifth one, was pretty eye-opening. And they were so vulnerable and so gracious and very honest. And I was grateful for that. And they're all wanting to uh, be a part of another episode again. And I got a lot of feedback, so I think that's definitely going to happen. And the teens had fun, so they'd like to do it again and bring a few more friends along. This episode's a solo one today. It is me talking about pornography, especially how it relates to intimacy and sexuality. So this is a pretty sensitive subject for me and I think for a lot of people. People's thoughts on pornography vary quite a bit. You have people that believe it's completely okay. Some believe it's only okay with your partner. Some believe it's not okay at all. Some believe certain types of pornography are okay, but certain types are not. Some people believe that it can be used to spice up a relationship. Some people believe that it can be hurtful to a relationship. So this isn't about me talking right or wrong. I respect other people's models of the world, but I will at least speak on my own experience with pornography. And I welcome, of course, any comments later on after this episode. So without going into great detail, I have mentioned before that my 20-year marriage had a theme throughout it of pornography, which grew worse as the years went by. So here is my take. I am a Christian. I am probably considered, no, I know I am considered a more progressive Christian. So I go back and forth with pornography. One of my main issues is you never know in the pornography whom is healthy and wanting to be there, and whom is being forced or whom doesn't know better. 
But then you can argue, would anybody that chose to be in pornography be healthy anyway? So that alone bothers me that somebody I could be watching could be doing that against their will or not know better that their life has always kind of been at the service of others and they've been compromised their whole childhood so then they grow up and compromise themselves that's very concerning to me and there's no way at all to ever know what the person's situation is and that scares me quite a bit the only the other thing i have um with pornography is that it doesn't always show and depict real life and what concerns me most about that is the people viewing it especially young people i fear that is what they believe everybody across the board would want. And, you know, some pornography is very rough and some of it is just very different than just, you know, Playboy magazines with pictures of boobs. Um, So I'm afraid young people are watching this and they're thinking basically they need to be a porn star and they need to go get them a porn star. And I think it takes the intimacy out of it. I know that in my own experience, Pornography caused a complete disconnect and detachment. And I'm not talking about in the bedroom at all. Rather, interestingly enough, it was outside in everyday life and in relationship. And this is why I bring it up in reference to intimacy. Because I think that when you are making connections with random pixelated images of people being posed, forced, or it just being a fantasy. And that is what you're making your connection more so with, particularly in secret. I think it disconnects you from real people in real life. And, you know, the same can be argued with just internet in general and social media. But I believe pornography has a a pretty specific hold in that area. So that's difficult because how do you have intimacy when one of you is shamefully hiding and keeping secrets I I don't know how that works. I don't know how a marriage does well with that. And then there's the situation of, well, what happens when one person in a relationship wants to view pornography, but the other one doesn't? Is the other one supposed to compromise and do it? Or are they not? Um, Of course, you shouldn't ever do anything that makes you uncomfortable. But in cases of marriage and people trying to spice things up or even save their marriages, I fear that somebody would go ahead, which I have before, and do that for that sake. So I just wonder how many people really are okay with it and how many people aren't. Or how many people say they're okay with it and because it's the right thing to say, but they really aren't. I have spoke about self-validation and other validation before. So then it can be argued that somebody who is self-validated wouldn't have a problem with somebody looking at pornography, I guess, because then it's not about you, it's about that person. But what about somebody like me and a lot of other people who deal with other validation? Because I can tell you at 20 years old when I found out, my first response, unfortunately, was I'm too fat. I was 110 pounds. Um, I'm not pretty enough and I'm not good in bed and what's wrong with me? I mean, those were the four things that 
went through my head every single time this topic and theme showed up in my marriage. But maybe a self-validated person wouldn't care or they would care but not make the issue their own but still fight against it. I'm not sure. I have said I'm a fellow explorer. I don't have the answers to this one because it's just so vast. You know, there's a, there's a, a feeling in me that believes you're introducing something into your relationship from the outside that you shouldn't. There's a part of me that thinks, oh, well, it could indeed spice it up and give you some ideas. But I'm only coming from it from my own experience, which was shame and lying and hiding and disconnect and nothing good from it. And I do know that when I think of pornography, I think of, you know, my own kids thinking these are my kids grown up and either choosing or being forced to do this. And that's disturbing. And that's the one I mentioned earlier. I can't get past that alone. So of course I would welcome ideas and I'm going to be doing some research and I'm actually trying to seek out a few professionals that will sit down and talk to me about pornography. You know, if I, if I went to a Christian therapist, I know that they would say it was completely wrong to never introduce it, that it's not good. If I went to a more so, I guess, secular therapist, maybe they would say it was okay if you both agreed on it. I'm not sure. But I do know that it can destroy people. It can get so bad people lose jobs. It could get so bad that people go into debt. It could get so bad that marriages are destroyed. The other thing that I think about when I think of pornography is it's kind of the rabbit hole effect. You know, when you click on any kind of video, even on YouTube, they have another one waiting for you and you click, 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 click. So my idea is, okay, say a teenage boy starts looking at pornography and it starts very basic and then he clicks a video and then it's a little more spicy. And then he clicks on that next video. And then, you know, he's seeing things he's never seen. And then, you know, you click again. And now we're getting into kind of rough and wild, which maybe in a relationship is fine, but as a teenager trying to learn about sexuality, maybe not such a good idea. And then we're getting into machines being used and actual roughness and pain. And then we're clicking again. And now we're seeing people being hurt and um, maybe even tortured. And it just keeps going. And I think that could be your jam. So not a problem. What about the teenage girl or boy that sees that and they don't even know if it's their jam? And they're now thinking this is what a sexual relationship is. So if somebody decides to do something like that, you know, the roughness, the wildness, the machines, toys, um, even some of the violence, which is difficult for me to wrap my brain around, they're at least older. And I would like to think they are making an educated and healthy decision for themselves. But the teenagers aren't there yet. They may have not even had sex before they're seeing all of this. And that's what concerns me is they're, they're seeing porn stars and wanting to be porn stars and treat the people they're with like porn stars for their first time. <laughs> and it just makes me think, what are, 
and maybe this is the next conversation I need to have with the teens, which would be awkward, but I think they'd be willing to do it. What, what are they thinking sex is supposed to look like? What is it supposed to be? Because when you're in an intimate relationship and it's consensual and you're healthy adults and you're self-validated, then you can have that conversation about the kind of sex you're going to have, the kind of things you're going to do, the kind of things you're going to introduce But when you're a teenager and you're still learning the foundations of intimacy and communication, yet you're viewing this and this has become one of your models of the world, what do they do with that? So that is one of the things that concerns me. All right, let's take a break and hear from our sponsor and I'll be right back. For the average coffee enthusiast, wellness and weight loss with your cup of joe sounds too good to be true, right? Head to reclaimandrestore.org slash products to access our six-day coffee or cocoa experience, as well as other fantastic products to help you manage your weight and feel great. For more information on our products, as well as an opportunity to earn some residual income, head to reclaimandrestore.org slash products. Thanks to our sponsor, and welcome back. Let's get started again. But I do know that there are plenty of couples that use pornography in their relationships, and they would say that it works and that they like it and they don't go overboard. I do know because of my experiences in childhood and because of my experiences as an adult with pornography alone and because I still struggle with other validation, pornography would be a very bad idea in any relationship I have. And it's not because I'm prudish at all. It's because I just can't have something like that in my life again. So this part may frustrate or offend some people, but some of the problems in my life regarding pornography were actually religiously themed, which made things more confusing for everybody. Because It is preached from the pulpit that it's wrong, but some churches, when they're faced with somebody actually having a problem, all of a sudden it's too awkward to address. And then you have people hiding in shame and secrecy, unwilling to come out and be authentic, and maybe it's because of that religious background. Then you have people helping other people that are being authentic and come forward, but they themselves are dealing with the problem. And I understand this can happen in any kind of setting, but I come from the religious setting where this happened, and I saw it happen in others' lives as well. So it's very frustrating to know that this is something that's being preached about not doing. So then people go into hiding and do it, and then if they're found out or they actually come out of hiding on their own, it's now so awkward that nobody wants to talk about it, and that's frustrating to me. Because if you're going to preach about it, you better have a system in place when it comes out. And I think that in that world, that universe, I think that that's lacking. There's got to be something in place for the afterwards, for the after the sermon, um, for after the Bible study of what do we do because someone actually just came and said they're doing it. And I'm not talking about somebody necessarily coming and confessing a sin, but more so anybody, you know, I have a problem. And that brings me to the other thing. When do you constitute it as a problem? When is it just um, browsing? When is it just 
I'm bored on a random Thursday and I'm checking it out, or I'm lonely on a Saturday night. When does it go from that to a problem? And this, I do know. Now, understand, I know some of you think it is just a problem at the get-go at all, so I'm not coming from there right now. My deal is, I think pornography becomes a problem when you start having to hide it, when you have to start lying about either purchasing it or spending time doing it when you were supposed to do something else. I think it's a problem when you choose it over people, relationships, connection, communication, for sure. I think it becomes a problem when you're putting money into it that you don't have. I think it's a problem when you're thinking about it all the time, during work, during dinner, during TV, just all the time. I think it's a problem when you start neglecting projects because that's your project, whether it's collecting or organizing or just looking. You are giving up, you are neglecting projects in your life around your house, whatever, that need to be done. I think it is a problem when what is happening in the bedroom isn't doing anything for you because you can't possibly replicate what you're seeing. I think it's a problem when, and this is um, very detailed, but I think it's a problem when somebody can only orgasm in the way they do when they're viewing the pornography and not in other ways. I think it's a problem when you are risking your job by either taking time out during the day to view it or collect it, or you are using equipment, technology, computers, or even a, a work vehicle. I think that's it. I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's more. <laughs> and if, if there's more, uh, let me know. Um, You know, this isn't scripted, so this is all just coming out of my head of the things that I think it could be a problem. I will say this, that no matter what your belief is in this area, say you think it is totally cool and fine, and even say the person you're with is cool with it, it can still become a problem. So I would say to the people like that, the people that are okay with it and the partners they're with are okay with it, I would say I would still watch myself. If you guys are on board right now, but you slowly detach and then you do get a little more secretive and then you do look at some of it on your own, I would say that's a red flag. Now, what do you do if you're addicted to pornography? Um, And I do understand there is a difference between viewing pornography occasionally, struggling with pornography a little bit, and being addicted to pornography. And an addiction to pornography, as much as people don't want to acknowledge this, it is just the same as any addict of anything that you know. A lot of us know addicts, whether it's alcohol, drugs, at this point, shoot, the phone. Um, Basically, addiction is anything that risks your relationships, your jobs, yourself and you know physically mentally spiritually it's that that you're choosing everything over those things the self-care the relationships with people your job and livelihood so if you're risking that that's an addiction if 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 that becomes more important to you than those four things 
If you would do anything and risk and neglect just for that, that's an addiction. And we see that all around us. Um, I think almost all of us probably know an addict of something. So that's when it's a problem. And anybody who says pornography addiction is not real, I completely and wholeheartedly disagree. I will encourage you, if you think that you could possibly be getting to that point of it being a problem, or if you think you're already there, I would seek help immediately. And I don't know if that means telling your partner and going to a therapist together. I don't know if that means going to a therapist first and having them build a plan with you of how you're going to go about all of this and letting the spouse know, the partner know. I don't know. But I know that so much shame and fear and sadness could be released just in that one visit that you're sitting in front of a therapist and you're finally letting somebody know the thing that nobody knows. There is freedom and release in that. I know that there are articles online and I will put some articles on the website for you to check out and I will put a search for therapists on the site for you to check out. I know that they have groups just like they would, you know, for alcoholism and and drugs and overeating and such. So I will put something on my website for that as well. And you could reach out if you are a spiritual or religious person. You could reach out to the people in your community, the people in leadership. I do hope that they are equipped to be able to walk you through that. But I know when we're kept in secret and shame and in the darkness, it just breeds more secret shame and darkness. And it just keeps you all by yourself. And I don't think we're meant to be all by ourselves. I think we're meant to be connected with people. I know we're meant to be connected with people. And you don't have to live like that anymore. But I would say that think of the abundance in your life that you could build, that you could create without this keeping you all alone in the dark. So I'm not done talking about pornography. This is going to be a theme on the podcast that pops up, either because people are writing me about it, or I find a therapist that has a lot of helpful information on it who could walk all of us through it. And I know I'm going to find resources, you know, materials and videos and literature on it. And, you know, at the beginning of this whole podcast launch, I said I didn't want to alienate anybody. And I certainly hope I didn't. And if you are one of those people that doesn't have a problem with it or your relationship has it in it, shoot, I could interview you. I don't mind knowing what you're thinking about it. Like I said, some of the people I have learned the most from were the people that didn't think like me. Or even if I don't come to an agreement with you, I'm just grateful to be able to think about a concept in a completely different light because it at least helps me understand myself better and the world better. What bad could come from that? So I thank you for joining me and going through what I feel probably sounds like a lot more questions than answers. But like I said, I'm on this journey too. And sometimes I find answers and it breeds a whole bunch of more questions. And that's why I'm doing this. 
You know, go online. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and I've got a website. Message me, ask me questions, give me suggestions. If you have links uh, for information, please send them. If you have a different experience, send that too. Maybe we can talk. I am so happy with what this is and what this could be that I'm just going to keep going. And I said it, you know, at the beginning, and I'll ask again if you will please like and comment on iTunes. The more I am on there, the more I can get people to come talk to me that have really valuable content about the things we're exploring. So I encourage you this week to look at your life and look at your patterns and behavior and see if this could possibly be a problem. Have a conversation with your partner Find out where they are in this area and what they think. Some of us have never talked to our partners about where they stand. It's never been introduced. It'd be an interesting conversation for sure. I thank you for listening and I thank you for being on this journey with me. You guys have a good week. That's all for this episode of the Abundant in Love podcast. Be sure to like it if you love it by subscribing to the show and engaging with us on social media at Abundant in Love podcast on Facebook and Instagram or visiting our website at AbundantInLove.com. Remember, you got to believe you deserve it. Then you just got to ask for it right here on the Abundant in Love podcast.